You're listening to a DM podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you the podcast with the best banter, greatest gut feels, and most ridiculous narratives on planet Earth. Get ready to dominate the NRL fantasy season with the team from Top King League. G'day guys, welcome to Talking League, we're a weekly NRL fantasy podcast, we're up to the round three wrap, I'm your host TK, let's bring in the boys, Andy my man, he's celebrating hard, he's got his Parramatta jersey on, but how good was Ray Stone my man? Oh good and it's a bit of um, unfortunate for the blogger, as his last game for Parramatta and he's done a double try and a, a win in the Melbourne Storm. Yeah but he, yeah. at least he goes out a hero right and they're calling That's him now true. Ray Stone Cold, I love it. Race Stone Cold, everybody loves Raymond. All of the memes coming out. I was, I was having a very good weekend with looking at all those. Nice. How are you going fantasy-wise, mate? Uh, not too good. Uh, sorry, not too bad. I think 850 is probably going to be my end-up score. Um, Bully really hurt me. Bully and Panasini. Um, with the Panasini got nine and Bully's probably not going to crack 10. It's going to hurt me. But um, yeah, look, there's a lot of three-date rules that have come up for my team and if I had six trades, I'd probably pull them all. Yeah, that's the thing. Three dates up. Now, Corby, I know you've had a better round than Andy have. So, how are you first? You know, your dragon's smarting from Thursday night after that spanking. But how are you, mate? <laughs> we were looking good until Sua had a brain snap. Speaking of brain snaps, there was a couple this weekend. Barnett, probably the, <laughs> the biggest one. Uh, I, I didn't expect to win. I thought we were going to be a good grind in there. But then you guys, you guys look good. Um, but yeah, I think that we made you look good as well. But Hines, tell you what, three date rule. Let's propose on one knee and go early just to try lock him <laughs> in. He was. There's talk that he could be the new Cleary, and it'll be interesting to see how Cleary goes because um, I think Ivan dropped the bomb that he will be back next round. Mm. But yeah, Hines, I'm very happy to have him in my team. And yeah, those that don't have him, that is unfortunate. Yeah, but yeah, good. All right, score. Um, Captain Choice didn't oh, – 120, actually. No, that's good. Uh, a few went the Heinz one. But, yeah, 866 with – what do we got? 15 to go in the, the Sharks. Yeah. Uh, Sharks. Manly doggies. So, I think they've used my loop yet, the Smith in there. So, I'm into 9,250 rank. Yep. So, I'll take that. I'm slowly working my way in. Um, and my two trades last week really – Went well with Bullimore on two. I punted him and Ilias for Starling and who was my other one? And oh, Leo Thompson, who Ooh, scored quite well off the bench. So, yeah, that was um, good positive. So, things are looking up. Yeah, big time. Now, boys, no, Nico Hines. You know, we just said Cleary 2.0. Like, he's nearly getting good enough to captain. And, you know, all the smart punters that actually did captain him this week, you've made an absolute monster. You've made an extra what? Hass only scored 128, so what, yeah, 60 points, that's huge in this current day and age, so good on you if you actually had the kahunas to actually do it, because Haas was, he was struggling too, he was on 30 with about 10 minutes to go, then he had a couple of storming runs to finish to really have a really respectable finish, but I've gone alright, I'm at 909 with 15 minutes to go here, which I'm chipping away, overall rank 6,300, which pretty pleased with, I think we'll just keep chipping away on that and 
Hopefully by that round 13 we've come into a little bit more contention. All right, boys, let's talk. Uh, what have we got today? We've got a few things to talk about. We've got our studs and duds, trades on our minds, injury and suspension report, and a few burning questions. Corby's got a good take on the draw coming up as well, so we'll have a, we'll explore that a little bit as well. But, boys, let's hit it. How good is this bloke? How good is this bloke? Andy, who have you got, my man? Oh, I thought you were going to start and finish with the whole pod with your stud. <laughs> 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 no, my, uh, my stud, Kurt Mann, with his bounce back. Jeez, we were saying he had to score 60 or more to to uh, help us out, and he's done a 73. So no, really good from Kurt Mann. He did have a few things in his favour with the um, extra man. Oh, sorry, the man. Down, so <laughs> Is that a pun? <laughs> I, I, actually, I didn't intend that, but yeah. So yeah, definitely the man down. So nice for a man up with their man down, hey? Hey? <laughs> That's not bad. Uh, That's not lot, bad at all. A lot of defending, but he did also crack the line a few. He's got a couple, a line break, line break assist. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, he, he, he's definitely a hold. He's past that third date. He come out shining. He brought the real good dress out. Uh, really sort of, he shouted dinner. So, he gets to, he gets to the fourth date. Yeah, he, he was in heels. Corbs, who have you got? <laughs> Oh, and I mean, Nico Hines is a good-looking rooster, but this bloke's not far behind him. Cameron Murray, mm. he was outstanding, and I think I've never seen him play that well. And I, th- I think the old um, off-the-bench little plays definitely gone now, the way that he just had them starting the game and just play the whole game and finish the game. He was freakish. It transferred to a great fantasy score of 81 try. Two try assists and yeah, just his footwork, his his strength in their contest too. Like he doesn't look huge, but he was just manhandling the Roosters forwards. Um, yeah, he it was impressive to watch. Yeah, great performance with those baby blues. But he he made Radley miss a couple of times. That first try for Muzz, he definitely yeah. he definitely took a knockout win there. He did. I didn't even notice, notice Radley was on the field to be honest. Mm. He, he was poor, but that's taking away nothing from Murray. He was just outstanding. Big time. Now, boys, I've got Tom Starling, trade of the round. 56 were blowing up before the start of the game when Ricky Stewart dropped him to the bench for some reason. <laughs> but he just changed the game, didn't he? He just complete two different games, one with Starling, one without Starling. And I think he's just cheap enough for everyone still to jump on. I think moving forward, he's the guy. I will be averaging 50 every week. That's just the energy, the defensive work rate, him jumping out of dummy half. He is like a little version of Damien Cook from a couple of years ago, isn't he? So, yeah, hang he, on. so you didn't pick Hines as his stud. Oh, I just, I just feel that maybe people will think that I'm just favouring Hines a little bit too much. Can, can you? I, I know a couple of listeners wanted to hear the song for him. Can you just play it for him? Because I think the listeners deserve it, uh, mate. Apparently, they want us to play a little bit more karaoke. I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight. Baby, I'll do did you actually? I'll make love to you. What's that, Andy? So, did you actually? I reckon you would actually sing that song and, and serenade Nico Hines if you had the chance. Well, his pitch is next to my bed now, so <laughs> just saying that, wo- that Wolverine meme. What about me? Going I didn't back even to Starling. What about any dummy half now that makes a run from the ruck or like a dummy half? Oh, geez, they, they look like Cook there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, it's, if, it's, um, if it's five or ten out and it's a bustling sort of run over the line, oh, geez, that's just like cheese. Do you, do you know what I want to say? You know how he wanted to see the, there's the fastest man in, in um, 
over the 100 metres in league from the teams. I want to see all the hookers having a beach sprint against Cookie. <laughs> their, uh, the Matty John show, they do, had a good uh, piss take on that. Yeah, how good was that? That what? wasn't bad. Did you know Cookie's a beach sprinter? No, <laughs> didn't know that. All right, boys, <laughs> let's hit some. No, 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 no. And I want to go first because I've pretty much led everyone into this man. It's Rocco Berry. 13 against the Tigers. You know you're struggling if you're scoring 13 against the Tigers. His base just isn't there. I'm sorry to everyone that I've actually tipped off on this guy. I thought he was going to be better. 28, 29, and 13 to start the start the year. I don't even think you can go to a fourth date. I think it's this time. I've had a few complaints that we've lost Trap City, but I don't think we can put anyone in Trap City without three dates, right, Corb? Yeah, that's right. And actually, I was glad to hear that song back. He was Trap City. I got him in draft. I didn't go near him in uh, – I went to the other centre in the Classic. But, yeah, he didn't – he had good base stats just early on. But, um, yeah, that game on the weekend was probably the, the last sort of straw. And, yeah, I wouldn't be going with him. There's just so much still – there's still a little bit out there. It's starting to dry up, that initial – money-making cash. There will be a bit that pops up, but I do talk about that briefly uh, later on. Yeah, big time. Now, Corbs, why don't we stick with you? Who was your dud? Uh, Spencer Lenu. Um, a lot of people thinking that he was going to get the, the bigger minutes, the starting. Do you want the Trap City played? Yeah, big time. I think that's fair, but you take it away, mate. Yeah, he just, in his similar roles that he's had in this position, it wasn't great. And what was his score in the end? It was uh, just get looking at it. Slow, now. I think 13, yeah. From 32 minutes. And, and we thought he'd get about the 32 minutes, but he scored even poorer than we thought. Um, with the, the other side had a bloke down. Two missed tackles and, um, yeah, there's only one other error. So it wasn't like he had multiple demerits. It's just he doesn't score well. Uh, the, the try last week, a line break, two tackle busts is very rare for him. You hardly see that. And a lot of people just went chasing points. And, yeah. you know, as Andy says, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Andy, who have you got for your dud for this week, mate? Uh, can you just get the button ready? Are we going again? We're going three way. 100% Matt Moiser. Wow. Oh, yeah. We've gone from not playing the song for like 10 podcasts to <laughs> yeah, now just reached, carrying on. We've reached yeah. our quota already. We, we can't play it again until round six now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look. I remember, I remember seeing someone um, named TK last week going, "Is Moiser a, is Moiser a chance for a pickup?" And uh, we clearly said, we happily said, "The no, don't. He's too risky." And the minus three uh, against the Dragons is definitely the reason why you don't do that. So, never will be, never um, will be fantasy relevant for anyone. So, for the three point seven eight percent people who do own him. Suck eggs. <laughs> Imagine you captain him. Minus six. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's yeah. going to hurt. And also, Bully. Bully's my other one. Jeez, he's on he's on five points from 20 minutes. That hurts me. That hurts as well. So that'll hurt a few people. This is a very low-scoring game, and we're about to hit our burning questions, but Tom Travojevic, with what, eight minutes to go, is on 38. He's looking at losing 100K tomorrow. 
That is it's massive. A slug, it's a slog fest as well. well. That'll so change point. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's very interesting. Big time. Now, thank you to everyone leaving Spotify reviews. They're going through the roof. So if you haven't yet, please leave us one. Or if you've got Apple, do the same thing. Please join us on Facebook, Talking League Pod. Plenty of banter on there. And we've also got our Thursday live Q&As. So jump on there. And details of our merch will be out later this week. Just waiting for the original samples to come out before we actually start promoting them to you guys. And we'll have a discount code for all the awesome listeners we've got out there as well but just a little bit of news just on judiciary and injuries before we keep going injuries now corpse man stefano he's got a high ankle sprain is can probably concerns for about six to eight weeks sideline so he's gone for a little while he's another trap city but i won't play it ray stone poor fella possible at acl it's very very likely and well he at least was the hero xavier coates hamstring tightness should be back next week connor tracy Looked in distress, but apparently it was just a groin because he had reconstruction surgery on his groin. So he just didn't react to a couple of places he was put in. Caitlin Ponga should be back on Friday night. MCL sprain. He's missed two games now. Chris Smith, a failed HIA. He probably won't make a turnaround. It's pretty nasty. And Ellie Katoa, he's got an eye injury. His coach, Nathan Brown, saying he was having trouble seeing out of his eye, which is quite interesting. Now, it didn't look good. No. Katoa one. It looked like he, there was. Like, yeah, his eye was red. He might be on the sell list now. Now, suspensions. We've got fines for Jesse Ramey and Jake Simpkin. Nelson Asofar, Solomona, and Mo Fodawaka. Jaden Sewell looking at one week for his grade two high tackle. And Mitch Barnett, he's referred straight to the judiciary for his dangerous contact on Chris Smith. So, who knows? He could be missing four to six weeks, maybe even more. But At least four, maybe. He has got a good record, someone was saying. Well, I haven't got the history on that, but I'd, he doesn't come across as a um, grub player. But yeah, what, I mean, I, don't, I we don't just, need to spend too much time. What was he thinking? Absolutely, yeah. he's just you know those uh, coaches that have him in draft. Just that culture, of course. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think it's just terrible culture. <laughs> like surely, if you just just don't pick. Mate, him I'll up. tell you what, classic is starting to look back, like just slowly crawling back, clawing my way back. But draft, I've deleted that app. <laughs> <laughs> the fancy gods hate me in, in draft this year. Big time at the moment, all of us. All right, let's have a look at a few Bernie questions. The biggest one in the take from, well, we've got three minutes to go and Turbo's not going anywhere. So the two big guns, Cleary's back next round has been confirmed and we've got Tommy Turbo losing 100K to somewhere in the 700s now. Now, Andy, we'll start with you because I know that you want to fix your team up a little bit and I know you've been thinking of this trade. Talk to me, Nathan Cleary. Yeah, I remember last. I think last week I was saying I might wait, but with with Reed Marnie just sort of having a really DC just got a field goal, season. boys. DC just got a field goal with three and a half to go. So more points for him. <laughs> What's he on? He, he was on a fair, bit, fair score, wasn't he? Fifty-four. Yeah, he landed <clears> about sixty. Pretty solid player. Sorry. So yeah, I think with Reed Marnie having a lackluster start of the season, I think um, he's a sell for me. He doesn't play around thirteen, so. I'm thinking of possibly moving him on in the hopes to get Cleary in. I mm. know I said I was going to wait next week, but I think I've got to I've got to do something to to make a chance. Um, sort of 18 doesn't rank. Had a couple of mishaps, so I'm thinking sell sell Reed Marnie and maybe AFB, but AFB plays around 13, so I'm still torn about who else to sort mm. of sell out to get the cash. So it's a tough one. Who else have you got? In terms of who you could sell out, do you have a Tedesco or a Moses or anyone? I do. So that's the other one. I could actually go uh, Moses and Reed. 
but the two para players to get get a Cleary and a either a Taylor May or so can get Starling in the hooker. Mm. So although Parramatta is playing well, <laughs> my boys aren't scoring that well. Yeah, that would hurt. But when if Parramatta go on a run and you've jumped off, that will hurt you. Yeah, I know, but. They they were they play they've been playing well the last three games and Reed scored 40, 40, 40 points so I, I just think him for him he's he was my sort of project my risk at the start of the season and it hasn't paid off so I think three dates it's time to um, pass him on to hopefully Cleary comes back and scores me hundred pointers gets me those unicorn points and I claw myself back mate it's not a bad shout you know their draw ahead's pretty good when you think they've got Souths the grand final. Rematch, but after that, Dogs, Broncos, Raiders, and Titans. Like that's that's juicy. Jeez, there's some juicy points there, yeah. and, and that's what I need. I need those points. Yeah, Corps. you imagine we got him and, and Hines scoring 80, 90 every week. Yeah, Corbs, what's your thoughts? Because we had a brief chat about it last week, but now that it's kind of getting closer and it's been confirmed, are you going to rip your team apart? No, I think you you definitely can just leave it a week. Like they're playing the Rabbits, who have found a little bit of form. And he's still got a break-even. See if I get this right. Is it 83? Yeah. 80-ish. Well done, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking in the right places now. Actually, just go straight to the fantasy side. Uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to just wait, but I am seriously considering it. It's it, Only the Eels are playing uh, the Dragons, Titans, Tigers, Knights, Cowboys. They've got a good little run. Marnie... I don't know, man. He's just not passing the ball, uh, just not running the ball as much. He seems to be passing it and just giving it out a bit more. So I don't know if that's just a new sort of style of attack feels and it's working. So I can't see his role changing too much. But Moses has been playing pretty well. Like Not many halves. He's, I don't think he's ever scored well against the Storm. I don't think many halves do. And it's time for the flat track bully to rise to the top against the, the couple of low teams the next five weeks. So... I'll probably leave him, even though he's going to leak a little bit of cash. Um, but you know, give it a few weeks, and if he's not dominating, you've got to be thinking about it, definitely. Yeah, I, yeah I'm with you, Corbs. I think if it was anyone else but like – if any of the bottom eight teams that were playing Penrith, I probably would have pulled the trigger, but I think we can wait, especially with that high break even. But I think we'll know. If he scores 70-plus, we'll know that Cleary is still the same guy. He just ticks so many same boxes. Like when you think Nico Hines – and where he's getting points from, clear is the exact same thing. So I think he can he can replicate that as well. So I'm expecting it's probably getting me in in a couple of rounds. It's just who I'm going to do it for. AFB, yeah. Turbo, Moses, they're all on the line. The, probably the big one, mate. With 10 minutes to go, Haas was annoying me so much, he was almost on the chopping block this week. But then I just kind of – he won me over, so he's going to survive another week as well. So. Speaking of the other para half, how good did Dylan Brown go? 83 fantasy points. He yeah. absolutely killed it. Like, uh, we did say this was the emergence. He had three tries this last year. I think he had two in this game. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, he's one of the best defensive halves in the competition. And now that he's putting together, because what he was doing last year, he was try creating a lot. But he do gets points for try creation. Now he's actually setting them up the last pass, which is fantastic. He's really improved. And... You know, good on him. I reckon he's Jerome used 2.0, and I think we'll need to get him at some point of the year. I think a lot of people were on him too and, like, pretty staunch that he was going to have a good year. So, yeah, big ups to those guys and uh, well played. Yeah, big time. All right, boys, let's move on. Uh, next one. Corbs, why don't we stick with the draw because you did a pretty good job having putting together kind of the road ahead for the kind of the next till into round 10. So why don't you kick us off with your thoughts on that, mate? 
Yeah, well, the the two that sort of stuck out and seen lots of green were the Eels, who we just mentioned. The Panthers just have that one little hiccup, and they've got a good little run before they hit some um, big hitters, Eel Storm Roosters. But the other one was the Roosters. So I know they've had a bit of a shaky start, but we just know that they've got it in them, and I think this will be sort of their season changing, and they'll get back on track. Cowboys next week, who are have been playing pretty well and had a good game. But I reckon it's probably a good thing they did beat the Broncos. If Broncos beat them and Cowboys weren't doing so well, Roosters might have come in with that um, frame of mind that just turn up and will win. I yeah. think it's good that they know they're coming up with against tough opposition. And then Broncos, Warriors, Dragons, Dogs, Titans. I, I just, yeah, I don't think it matters if they do just turn up for those teams. Yeah. I, I know my team's mentioned in there, but... You've seen the Titans on the weekend. Uh, we talked Jeez. about the inexperience in their spine, and geez, didn't it show in that last few minutes where they'll just they just pass around hot potato like who? What happens here? What do we do here? Yeah, big time. They just fall apart in the second half. The old sex and playhouse yeah. can't can't have a second half. But um, <laughs> who did you notice there? Like there's quite a there's a couple of tough runs. Like the Raiders have got a, a tough little draw coming ahead. Yeah. Um, Eagles, Storm, Cowboys, Panthers. I mean, Broncos as well. Yeah. I really like the draws, as you mentioned, Para Roosters. I think Penrith will keep flying. They, they've got a great draw. I think the yeah. Sharkies have got a great draw. They've got a couple in the middle around Easter when they've got the Storm and Eagles back-to-back. But they've got a lot of home games in this stretch as well. And they've just got a bit of momentum. So I think they'll continue to do pretty well. As you mentioned, the Cowboys... This is, I think the Cowboys make and break of their whole season is his first 10 rounds because I think they need to be 70 or 80% after that first 10 because then they go into a really horrific draw. I really, I don't want anything to do at the moment with any Tigers guys and probably the dog. Dogs attract me towards the back end of this round 10. But I think what we've seen tonight, so for example, Matt Burton's got 39, pretty much all in base. And I think against the good teams, Matt Burton will continue like this. So I think, It'll be a top eight teams who'll score like that 39, 40 points. And then against the bottom eight teams when he can actually hit some attacking stats, who hit 60. So he'll be somewhere averaging between. But I think in this next little run with it being so horrific, we'll be able to pick up Matt Burden before round 13. And because Nico Hines is doing so well, he'll probably beat Matt Burden to that kind of that number 14 jersey, which they're probably going head-to-head in. But yeah, that's probably my wrap-up of that the, ahead. The, the big one out of that, though, is Taylor May. The Panthers' good little run, like he just has to, his break even is going to be next to nothing this week against the Rabbits anyway. Yeah. But he's going to get those four pretty light teams. Um, and it's almost when Toto's back that round nine or 10. So I think if you're looking to downgrade he, and you know, a player that's not really firing your AFB to a, a cheaper mid and then tail and May somewhere to get that Cleary or Turbo or yep. whoever. I think that's perfect play. That, that's what I was thinking. Um, Taylor May, I think, I mean, it's probably a pretty dumb sort of suggestion anyway because he did kill it on the weekend and has a very good partnership with um, Tago down that left side. Mm. What I like about Ta- Taylor May is he'll probably be in what for the next five or six weeks, right? Makes a heap of money. And because yeah. he's a winger, he won't be on the bench, which means that when Toho comes back, they'll immediately replace him for a couple of weeks then Toho will go straight back to Origin, and then you'll get him back again for round 13. And you'll probably see that they probably won't back up Toho like they did last year. So will probably have heaps of games during the Origin. Just keep making oh, money. Even better. Because we can then use him as a red dot as well. So you'll either be able to loop him, make money. You just can't see him losing money. So I think he's a really, really good play. Yeah, Would they good. ever – I know Staines actually went all right on the weekend. 
would they ever go push Toto to the right side? Mm, if, it's possible. If May, if May kept killing it and just formed a really good partnership there you with go. Yeah, It's always possible. It's a, it's, it's a narrative. It's a narrative. <laughs> it is a massive narrative. I don't mind Toto it. and Crichton used to be on the same uh, side. Uh, played in the same side a few games last year as well. So mm. got a good combo there. Yeah, big time. And it's not I'd rather, like... I'd rather May than Staines. Do you know I had a ratty like that at uni with the, the bleach ratty? You actually had hair. When I had hair, yeah. yeah. Well, when I, <laughs> that's the yeah, only hair I, I could I knew I didn't grow on the back of his head. <laughs> I knew I didn't have long with it, so I got creative. <laughs> all right, boys. Let's keep, let's keep moving on. Let's have a look at a few concerns in our teams. Probably the two. We've all got them. Will Penasini and AFB. Andy, first thoughts. Will Penasini. Penasini, mate. He, he come up against the man in granite in Justin Olam. So I, I would I would take that game out of his assessment. Man, like you said, with the Eels going, I'm, look, I'm honestly looking at his draw, it's sort of, it's having me second thoughts about trading Moses out. Reid, I, I think he's a, a trade, but Penasini, mate, I still think he's got, he played well. Like he done well to step up to, to Justin Olam, but Olam's a, a, he's in a weapon. level. He's just that, he's just, he's so hungry and tackle breaking. So Penasini did a good job on him, but he's still, Lost points, so nine's a. It's, I would say it's an anomaly score for him. Yeah, uh, I think he's on the up. So you can definitely hold, hold um, Penasini. Yeah, AFB is a worry for me. You know, he's having six six hundred and fifty k in your mids when there's all these other mids overperforming for much cheaper rates. Um, I think he he's on the chopping block. It could be a, a read in AFB spot for me, but then it's also on the flip side. AFB plays round thirteen. You know, he's not going to play Origin, so it's like it's sort of it's a tough one to sort of ponder over. Mm. Penasini, I don't think is too much of a concern. Thirty-two and thirty-six. To be honest, I had cried on the bench. So I could either just re- replace him and put another mid on the the interchange. But even he's nine. He had ten aberrants against the Storm. He hasn't scored a try yet, so he's had no attacking stats. His first two games actually had decent base, and they draw ahead: Dragons, Titans, Tigers, Knights, Cowboys. It's pretty juicy. So. I think it'll be silly to emergency out for him. AFB for me, well, he's got 47, 54, and 39. So he's not hitting pretty much well. Last game, he had zero tackle breaks, zero offloads, two errors, which kills, literally kills you. It takes you from a mid-50s player to down to a high-30s player very, very quickly. But Corbs, your thoughts? Yeah, it's, it is bit, he's getting the, the minutes. Who were you just mentioning? You were talking about... That was AFB. The, uh, AFB, yeah. He's been getting the minutes, just not fully converting to how we like. So I think with with his minutes that he's getting, I, I'm not rushing and I, I don't think he's a, a, a bigger worry. And Penasini, that good draw we talked about, he's had no real attacking stats at all. Mm, big time. So I think they're, yeah, you're just panicking there. I think he can hold. I probably will just be holding with them. Maisie, only real target, but um, the Tuolungi, just sort of seeing where he goes. And Billy Walters, I'm not sure if I can keep playing him if he's going to be coming off the bench. He, he does all right, but there's going to get a point where he sort of maxes out. Do you think Kelly didn't do too much today? Does yeah, Billy Walters he... get a shot next week? Potentially, yeah. So that one's just a wait not. and see. But, yeah, one of them, Tulungi, I think, should get back in. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, May I'll probably, probably try and uh, get in this week just because um, – that draw chat we'll talk about before I pretty much sold myself. Yeah, big time. Now, boys, talking about hookers, you know, we all want Tom Starling. I think it's an easy conversation to say he's a buy, but the other guy, we're waiting for a third game from him, Blake Braley. So he hit another 50 game. That's the first time in his career 
He's hit three fifty plus games in a row, so he's on a good path. So he'll open around six hundred and fifty k. So anyone that's taken the chance of him from round one, you've made some really good money and have got a really handy player. My thoughts, boys, but that on the weekend, McInnes had to play on the edge because they got too many injuries. So we probably didn't see the strategy that was meant to play out actually play out. So that's still my only concern with with Blake Braley, the fact that he might lose minutes. But we, we got to see McInnes lose some some more money, so that's great. Because I think he'll be one of those guys we trade back in kind of around that, maybe round seven, round eight. So that's probably why we've got to hang on to a few trades at the moment. Andy? Yeah, I think you're right. And it doesn't look like, it doesn't look like McInnes is... Do you reckon McInnes plays Origin? Nah. Nah, no way. Yeah, which is good. So this is great. Like... That's just music to my ears, especially keep keep having him on the bench, get him down to about 500k and I'll gladly put him in my team. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think also maybe Blake's got another one or two games playing 80 and then what, they finally come in and start getting making this more minutes? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's easy to sort of predict this, but they're winning. So, geez, he could be, he could be four games in a row for a first time. Hopefully. Over, He's playing some good footy. Now, let's keep moving on. The Cobb's the guy I want to talk to you about, and you watch him closely because he's from your team, Ben Hunt. I think he's under the radar, man. He's got a 60 average now, 689K. He's only 3% owner, so turning into a bit of a pod. What's your thoughts on him, man? He had a huge game on the Friday night, mm-hmm. Friday, Thursday night. I, I know I've got me one-eyed dragons goggles on here, but he was just effort on effort. He was carrying our team for a lot of that game when we didn't look like we are going to do anything. And I thought he was like that in the week previous as well. I, I rate him. And he, if you went him, I think you're uh, happily laughing at a great pod because everyone's talking about the Cleary, Hines, uh, the DCE, Moses and Sexton. No one really went near the hunt. I think the duel, if you had the duel, a lot of people would have went him. He would have been a lot more popular. And I think you mentioned that a few times leading up to round one. Yeah. But yeah, he was actually, I nearly was going to put him as my stud, but. Um, he's close, mate. Knows, he's, he's playing good footy. Better looking. Yeah. But just, his base is really good too. And I think Dragons, even though they've got this hard run, they'll still score a couple of tries a game. And it probably will be through him. Well, he's doing everything. You know, Amon's like, he's that young half. He, like, he's like me and Corby talking earlier. He, um, he did a bit of it in the trials, but he hasn't really been doing it that much in NRL. So Ben Hunt's just doing everything. He's all over the park. So he's scoring well. He's, it's a great option for it. Uh, like he's putting out, um, he put out, was it an 80, 80 this week? Ben Hunt, he scored, yeah, 85 against Penrith and 60 against Cronulla. Jeez, like that's, the, uh, the halves of the new, everyone's scoring Cleary points now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Cleary's come back to earth and now, Everyone's just scoring 80, 80 points. Big time, especially these huge kick meters. Imagine them last year. They would be averaging something like 90 with the points. Just Yeah. It's crazy. But did you see towards the last town, I don't know if you got to the last 10 minutes, Corby, because you're getting spanked, but Jack Bird moved to 5'8". No, I didn't see the last bit of it, did he? Was yeah. there a shuffle with Amon come off? No, Amon went to hooker, and then they put Bird oh, to six. Right. And I actually thought they looked pretty good with Bird back at six. I actually think he's a great ball runner. And that just makes Ben Hunt even more dangerous because Birdie doesn't really have a kicking game. Well, then they could have Sims and Sua on the edges and DeBellin could go back in the 13. So moving forward, that uh, that could hurt Hunt because well, Bird did, did... likes to get the ball in hand. I feel like Amon's not dominant and he's probably looks, or I reckon he does, look very timid. Did he re-sign Bird? 
No, not yet. No, Apparently, Parra won him. No, they oh, they pulled no, out. The which they pulled out, and now we're going for Brighton Decora instead. Everyone wants Brighton Decora. I don't know why. Mm. Right, we got. I want to just keep that just we got. Ipaps is the beast. He is. He's gone. He's gone. But you can even regret and going to the Tigers. Hundred <laughs> oh, percent. Surely he's got a get out clause or something. If he was smart. Even even Robbie Farrow wants out. <laughs> Boys, let's move on to Talon May. We've briefly touched on him, but Andy, we're getting a bit of stranger danger because we've only got two games sample on him. <laughs> um, st- I'm still warming to that. I'm still warming to it. Um, look, I think also massive inflated points because they were playing with an extra man. You know, so naturally he's always going to have the extra man on the, the wide out. You know, he scored three tries. Um, did get plenty of ball because they could go that way. You know, you got to work up at the middle and because you've got the extra man on the outside, just pump it to the left and may just put comes over a try. Yep. But in saying that, like, I think that ability to hold him over the origin period when Toru is there, because he's going to 100% Toru is going to be in origin. He's a weapon. So, and he's not going to be 18th man or, or a, in the bench. So, like, like mm. you said, so I think it's a, a bang on play. Um, yeah, I think he's a, he's a great pickup. I'm, I'm going to try and get him in this this week. Yeah, I think so as well. I think we can trust him. He's not a stranger danger. You can cross the zebra crossing with him. It's a calculated stranger danger. It's it's more. It's like going out in a nightclub and you know, everyone's a stranger, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I've got my uh, working with children check, so I'm good. I'm going to go Taylor May. And, uh, <laughs> stranger <laughs> but uh, I think we talked about it before. I think he's just with their run they've got coming up. He's playing in a good side. Cleary back there. I know he's Luai's side anyway, but clearly likes to go wherever he wants. It just, yeah, it all makes sense. It ticks a lot of boxes. Yeah. Now, let's bring, uh, you know, we talked briefly about the two young guys, Ilias and also Junior Ramon, but Corbs, did you see that ball, the the face ball that Ilias threw to Murray for Cody Walker's try? Yeah, he started playing really well, but they gave the try assist to Cam Murray when, oh, I mean, Cam Murray did do all the work, but then he also took it right into the line Um and gave it out the back to Cody Walker. Mm. Uh, there was a play. I'm not sure if they scored from it, but he he has been playing a lot more out the back as that second receiver. Uh, and on the weekend, in the last sort of maybe 20 minutes, he was first receiver and almost playing that Reynolds style, digging mm. into the line yeah. and copped a bit of a, a shot in one instance, but didn't scare him because the, I could still sort of see the image of it and he took it in so well and just gave Walker all that space, which is how he plays. I just, it sort of baffles me that they hadn't done it sooner because he was the one that was getting it out the back and he's just sort of like good football, but he's your plain Jane, Adam yeah. Reynolds 2.0 almost. So I think if he keeps playing like that, I don't think he's going to score. I'm still happy that I got rid of him, mm. but um, that could just open up the Walker and Latrell. And speaking of other guns that are falling down, Cody Walker and even Latrell, they're, their prices are plummeting. There's there's a lot of, you know, you talk about the cashies that are almost sort of sailed off. Now it is time to start looking at what guns you're going to get at what price. And, mm. yeah, there's some big ones falling down. His break-even might be close to 90 next week, Cody Walker. He's going to fall to 5.12 tomorrow. So that's, a, that's Panthers, a huge one. So you'd be happy to let that one go as well. And mm. then, you know, you... <laughs> 
Imagine you pick him up. It's just a, a straight swap for Schneider in a few weeks. Mate, if Angus Crichton sits, continues to sit on this bench, like he scored 25 on Friday night. Oh, He's going to open 678k tomorrow. He's probably going to have a break-even next week of close to 100. And he was carrying that kind of... Did you see his left elbow in that... I don't know what they call that when it's... Like he had... It was like a... You know the basketball thing? Where oh, they, the sleeve. Like the sleeve, yeah. So it's, there's no doubt that he's carrying a niggly on that side. Well, that might be... Like it might not have been his performance. Like he, he definitely doesn't look as busy as, you know, your Cam Murray's. But that might be why he came off the bench. He may be just carrying a bit of a niggler. The Roosters are pretty good at keeping them that sort of sort of info close to their chest. Yeah, big time. Now, Cobbs, you wanted to finish off with a bit of round thirteen chat because it's not never too late to no, never too early. Sorry to actually have some planning. But Angus Crichton is one of these guys, right? If he's not in form and there's so many guys around that Freddie Fitler can pick, can you imagine picking up maybe Angus Crichton, maybe in a high five hundreds or low six hundreds barrier? He's a dual mid edge, which is very handy. Imagine he plays that round thirteen and you've got him. Like, I think that's where we start our conversation here, Corbs. Yeah, do you, do you think well, – it's yeah, the, a lot of the origin chat, I guess. Last year, Cody Walker, he, he was a pretty popular one because um, no one sort of thought he was going to play origin. That sort of came through. But I, I don't know. I think they're pretty loyal, aren't they, the, the Blues? It's hard to mm. knock them out when they did so well last year. And Fittler's, yeah, he's pretty loyal. Would you rather pick a for more or a – or a Nanai, you know, they're playing round 13, but they're actually playing each other on that on that um, edge. Oh, for me, for more. Yeah. Uh, like, he's playing, at the moment, he's playing better than Fafita, um, and he's also cheaper than, like, 500K still. Yeah, I, I really like for more too, Andy. I just don't think we need to pull the trigger on him too early because it's still only round three. I was just thinking about, like, when I did it last year because I've already got 10 round 13 players healthy right now, right? So I'm thinking, because... You want to make four kind of in that round after round 12 because then you've got to guarantee that they're playing, right? So there's four there. What I did last year was kind of have one in the lead up all the way through, kind of from about round nine, and that gave me 15. That's where I kind of made my huge break there. So that's kind of where I'm tracking. Are you guys going to pull the trigger a little bit early, Andy? Uh, just not when I, when I say pull the trigger, just keep it in mind if I'm going to bring in players. That's all. So, like, if, if I was tossed up between you know, a both for him or, or um, a Crichton, just to say those two. And Crichton's got a chance to play Origin, but both for more doesn't, and both play round 13. I, I'd be more or less thinking, all right, it, his guy's playing round 13, I'm going to go towards him. So it's not necessarily planning for it just uh, as of yet, but more or less just keeping it in mind. So if it's between two of the two people I'm going to bring in, might as well look towards springing in the round 13 player instead. Yeah, big time. Can you hear that? That's why I just jumped out to shut the door. Like, the rain was going absolutely ballistic. I thought my house was nah. going to be under a monsoon. No, nah, I couldn't hear it. Okay. Just, uh, just sound like there was a mozzie in the background. Has it, <laughs> it been raining? Has it been raining down there? Big time. Now, Corbs, talk to me about your strategy leading into this round 13, mate. Yeah, there's, there's no one that's really jumped out of the, the skin. Like, I was having a look at a few of the players today, like, Sexton, maybe, um, but I'd, I'd I'd hope that he sort of falls down a little bit, and I'm just I still think he's just going to sit around that forty five. He goes down to that price of forty five. I wouldn't mind grabbing him in the dogs. Yeah, Tavita Pengai Junior. It, it could be yeah. an option, and you get a fairly good look at him. Like he'd be probably one you'd bring in just beforehand. 
and and carry through because I think he's got that value in the in the duel. The Roosters, there's quite a few there, like Semi Walker. You could go the the Crichton, um, even Joey Manu. I was going to say Joey Manu, mate. Yeah, um, hoping that he drops down. It like, would be awesome if you can get a bit of value there. So uh, I might start putting a bit of a list. I only really had a look through. I didn't write any down as per se. Sorry. But I might start getting a few down and um, when just, you know, when we talk about who we might bring in, um, they might be certain targets that we'd go for. The Eagles is another one. Like They're not doing too well. Uh, I know the big guns are going to be playing Origin. Who was it? Like the Edge back rows, even the Shuey Schuster. Yeah, Schuster. He was kind of on my list there, Corbs. And I also said Cooler, just in case he replaces one of these centres that are just uh, kind of misfiring at the moment. Just looking at Joey Manu there, Corbs. He's what he's averaging only thirty to start the season. He's a jewel, right? Thirty six on the weekend, so he'll drop down to five twenty. His break even is going to be somewhere around eighty five next week as well. He's going to be dropping towards his four hundred mark very, very quickly as well. On my list, Matty Burden's another one, Corbs, for the doggies. Yeah. Oh, yep. And uh, the Cowboys, maybe Lolo, like depending on how he goes. Did you see, boys, that he played kind of 52 minutes straight then didn't come back on? So he was good. Oh. Did you see Cotter? Yeah, I did. Easy looked good, didn't he? He belted, uh, who was a fullback? It's his hair. Yes, he knew. Didn't he belt him back into, no, it was Cobo twice. Belted him. He was like nearly the first one there at contact. Back into the try line, back in goal twice. Look at this. 60 Tom- minutes. About five minutes. Boys. 60 minutes of play. Did he come into hooker? No, I don't think he did because no, Granville came on. middle and... He just looked like a dog off the chain. Yeah, he big time. He was real good. Yeah, Mate, he was good. Boys, Lolo's going to probably crack under 600k tomorrow, which is very interesting. Probably be one of the first times that he's been down that low. But apart from him, uh, who else was I having a look at? Joey Manu. Sammy Verrills, I wouldn't mind having a look how he plays. The Warriors, I'm not too fussed on at the moment. AFB, I've already got. Be interesting. I just, just think there's too much kind of uncertainty around Tohu's return, especially if they keep losing games. I like Andy's call on a firmall for sure. Are we sleeping on Paddy Carrigan? Yeah, maybe, but he'll play around 17. He did have a good game today. He got some good minutes, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, sorry, around 13, my bad. Yeah. The other two that we like probably do mention just in guns falling, yep. Maddo. Maddo comes back or is expected to come back this week. Mm. If he does, you'd need him to get back his edge spot to become relevant. So he'd almost like, I'm happy for him to go back to the middle yeah. and play a little bit. I think he will continue in the middle. Those two edges yeah, yeah, from so Power have been right. playing think, really, really well. I think well. Lane and Pats are playing way too good. Yeah, yeah no, big time. But that's what I mean. Like, that's juicy for us in Classic, not for any idiot that has him in draft. Yeah, boys, before we go, <laughs> did you boys notice that kid name today from the Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, was that, God. Did you see that Tamalolo tri-assist, try line break assist? Nice. He put name through that hole. He's quite an athlete, isn't he, Andy? It is. Um, and Cheese, the next one, Cheese scored too well to. Does that hurt you, actually, TK? The, <laughs> how does he come other back? Listeners out there, how, how do you ask you yet? Because I knew you'd be still licking your wounds. But how's that work, mate? I don't. How do you have surgery and come back within ten days? It's, yeah, it's un, un, unheard of. He went off as well. Went off injured and come back. He did. Still looked. Well, he looked unenthused or gassed, but then he just scored like a mozza. I just yeah, don't I get it, boys. I don't get I don't it. Get that one. But I don't think we're going to get him as cheap as we thought we might. Well, is that sort of also with that 
I think you mentioned it last week. It's a worry about May because Toto could be back next week. <laughs> you, you literally have no idea. These injuries, are, they're getting healed so quickly. He could be back in two weeks. Yeah, big time. Well, boys, a good show. Good to see we're all going, heading in the right direction. We've got plenty of chat this week with Nathan Cleary again, whether you named and all that sort of rubbish, but it was good. But boys, why don't we end with the way we finished with some Trap City? <laughs> Love it. Nah, Andy, Andy's on holidays this week, so we won't be hearing from him. He'll be back the following Tuesday, right, Andy? Yes, yep, yep. Cool. It's actually, I'll celebrate on the Monday afternoon. Nice. Well, Cole will be joining us on Tuesday for me and Corbs, so we better rip in here, Corbs. And we've got, a, we've got a cracking song. TK's just got to edit it. We've got a cracking song to come in and join the list. Oh, yes, oh, I do. Oh, my gosh. It's one of my favourites. You don't play don't play next week, but I'm not here. I'm just going to continue to play. All right, guys. A good round. Stay safe and just stay out of Trap City. Trap City, bitch. Trap, Trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, Trap City, bitch. Trap City, bitch. Trap, Trap City, bitch. See you, kids.